this. Is that really how my voice sounds? Yeah. Ugh. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Okay. Hit it. Let's do it. <clears throat> this is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world what's going on what are we going to talk about today it's the summertime i'm going to ask you even though i'm the one that wrote it down summertime and the living's easy oh yeah Uh, let's do some summertime leisure travel mm. getting out there putting your speedo on (laughs) so sweaty getting that sand in your crevasse (laughs) (laughs) Why did, it could be a pool. It could, yeah, Getting it could, bit by bugs. Getting bit by the mosquitoes. Yeah. So, yeah, this is our favorite time of year to travel. I don't know about you, but it's definitely not mine. I think, uh, you know, traveling professionally, and there's like a couple times a year that I absolutely hate traveling, mm-hmm. and that's when everyone else starts. They're, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, let's go travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to deal with those people at the airport. Um, and you get summertime. There's three hot spots. Summertime, spring break, yep. which is amazing. Oh, yeah, that's a gem. Uh, and then uh, for the holidays, which is just uh, every every man for themselves. Yeah, the holidays are kind of like a what uh, survivor, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Because everybody's trying. I think that's that's the time that's probably people are most understanding and most respectful. I think it just comes down to respect. Like spring break. It's, no, yeah, that's a, that's a whole lot of dude sweat going on at the airport. Yeah, dude sweat. Bro. But yeah, Bro. it depends where you're going to because you got you get that aspect, and I think a lot of this comes down to where you're heading. So if you're heading to a, a vacation spot, yeah, you're you're done for. Well, let me ask you a tangent question though. Okay, go. Did you ever go on a spring break? When I it was, when it was the appropriate age for us yeah, to go on spring breaks? Yeah, I went on I went on spring breaks. I went to nowhere that it was a normal spring break. Where'd though. you go? I went to Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, consistently. Nothing says a good time like Mormons. Well, well, I mean, but my sister lived out there and it was a perfect time to go snowboarding, which I did a lot of in college. And it just made sense. Were there people that went with you? Was it like a trip? No, just just me. Okay. So that's not spring break. That's a vacation. You went on a vacation during spring break. Yeah, but I was going out to see my sister. Nothing says hard party region like hanging out with the old sis. No. Didn't do any of that. So I went on uh, spring break twice. Mm-hmm. And here's where I <laughs> start to brag. Because <laughs> I've been on Stay spring humble. break twice. Ooh. Uh, both times to the very tropical, very exclusive Montreal, Canada. Ooh. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than going north of the border <laughs> when it's freezing in New England. Yeah. And then going to Canada. Going further into the cold. Yeah, so... Uh, All right, let's bail on that spring break nonsense because yeah. clearly we don't know how to spring uh, break. Awesome. I'll, I'll, straight talk. It was a real good time. I had a real good time in Salt Lake City. I, there was nobody on the mountains. It was, I would go during the week, so I'd just get dropped off by either my sister or 
We had uh, nine of us um, that took two cars <laughs> that we drove from uh, just outside of Boston to yeah. Montreal uh, in four hours, which I don't know if you're familiar with that drive, but it's a good five-plus-hour trip. Oh, yeah. So we were doing about 100 the you're whole way through Vermont. And, uh, Super troopers. Two hotel rooms. <laughs> oh, nine yeah. Nine people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was that. one dude in our group, and his, his name will remain uh, anonymous since he was uh, at the festivities a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, that showed up with us. Never saw him for the whole trip and then showed up 15 minutes before it was time to leave and just had a grand old time by himself uh, with some local local Canadian uh, ladies. Oh, (laughs) well, hey, good for him. Everybody does their own thing. Anyways, we tangent off off of that, but we want to talk a little bit about uh, do's and don'ts uh, for all you novice travelers out there. Here's a helpful (laughs) tip. Do. Book an early flight. Don't. Well, I mean, this so this this just transcends time of year or peak season, off season. Always book an early flight. Well, what's your definition of an early flight? I for about a year or two, I was pretty consistent on booking the first flight out in the morning. Oh, book an early in the day flight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You meant like book early in the process? No, no. I mean, yeah. Try. There's plenty of studies out there that show you know, when the appropriate time to book is. And yep. I think it's like within a three-month period or something like that. Yep. It's like three months up to... Up to like three weeks. Yeah, something days. like that. So I'm not talking that. I'm talking about just operationally. If yep. you're going somewhere and you have to be there or like, you know, it's it's urgent that you need to be there at a certain time, I always book before 9 a.m. typically is when I'll book a flight. Now, I know the answer to this question, but Simpson, tell us why. We would want to take an early flight in the morning because for people like me that require an immense amount of beauty sleep, <laughs> waking up early doesn't always jive with Mother Nature. Yeah, so there's a couple of things going on there. So in the wintertime, there's snow and ice on the airplane sometimes. What? Yeah, I know. In in northern states, not down here. In, well, sometimes down here too. Oh, really? Yeah, hot, humid Texas. You can't think of ice. But in any case... Um, you got to de-ice. So you got to give yourself a little bit of extra wiggle room. And the airlines do that, right? They pad the schedules. Um, on the flip side of that, thunderstorms. Thunderstorms yep. love one thing. Oh, I think they love a bunch of things. But one thing in particular that they love, it's heat. Yep. And that's, you know, abundant in the afternoon. So you typically bypass a lot of the delays that you'll see from weather if you book an early flight in the morning. The other thing is, um, domino effect delays. And yes. this this sometimes transcends daytime because I was delayed recently because of a flight that had a mechanical issue the day before. I was delayed four hours. Um, so sometimes it does transcend the days, but for the most part, everything's kind of reset at some point during the night yep. as far as crew rest goes and you know, airplane maintenance. Our, our neighbor uh, is actually a 737 mechanic for American and... He, he works the night. Do a very good job, then. Ooh, yeah, ooh. ooh, oh yeah, because yeah. Anyway, we we won't get out into that. But uh, yeah, so that those are a couple of big reasons why you should book um, early in the morning flights. Additionally, the likelihood if you're connecting somewhere, the likelihood of your connection being delayed is lower in the morning than yeah. it is in the afternoon too. So because of that domino effect, the domino effect. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Given the flexibility that I have when I travel for work, I think I've 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 migrated out of the early earliest in the morning trip. I shoot for nine to ten. Yeah. Um, 
because I have a high status and a high priority with the airline. When If things do go bad, um, they usually do a pretty good job of taking care of me and getting me to where I need to go. Even if it's not on their airplane, they'll make it, they'll make it happen for me. But That's uh, nice. If, yeah. you, if you are a summertime leisure traveler or a part-time traveler and you don't actually have any status, or if you do have status and you have a low status, morning's going to be a best bet. The, the, on the flip side of that, though, there is definitely something that I totally forgot about until you mentioned the time that you go. There is a, a time that doesn't make sense for you to fly. For instance, so I used to live in New England, as we covered earlier yep. in the, the podcast series. Uh, New England, Texas? New England, Texas, yeah. Is that a New England, Texas? Anyway. Um, it probably is. Probably a Massachusetts, Texas. This, it could is, be a Massachusetts, Texas. huge, man. Um, so I would commute 50 miles to the... Uh, closest large airport, which was Boston Logan. And you would be shooting yourself in the foot if you booked a 9 a.m. flight. Yep. Because, it, okay, so... Traffic's we'll, awful there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we'll, we'll cover this. And it's it's not so great down here in the... Going from where I live in Fort Worth over to DFW. It no, can, it's not bad. I mean, for me, it's not bad. It's right. the same commute whether I go to the airport or I go to my office. Right. It's 12 minutes. Yeah, for me, it's it can be anywhere from... 30 minutes to potentially an hour, depending on how yeah. bad traffic is. And traffic can go, you know, super extremes like the weather and everything else down here. But um, there is definitely a, a depending on in its locality, right? Depending on your your area, uh, it might not make sense for you to book a flight between, you know, 8 and 10 a.m. when there's rush hour. Yep. And the same thing on the flip side of that, though, too, is I also would fly out of Manchester, New Hampshire, which was a 20 minute drive. I would literally leave my affectionately known as Manch Vegas. Manch Vegas. Yep. Yep. I would wake up, you know, two hours before my flight and be at the gate an uh, uh, you know, a couple minutes before boarding. It was super easy. And I'd always book that early flight just because no cars on the road, no, you know, and the other thing too is that airports, I would say their sweet spot is kind of what you were talking about is, you know, nine to 10, there's definitely rush hours at airports, and it can be a madhouse, especially if flights start. Do book an early morning flight. Yeah. I, I mean, if, you, if you're if you going somewhere, so, like, now that I have become less of a critical agent to a lot of the things that I do, and I build in plenty of travel time, sometimes, uh, again, it's I think it's a thing of managing risks, right? Can you, you know, if you're going a day early, can you be late by three hours and it'd be okay? And, you know, I normally go in a day early wherever I'm going for business-wise. So it really doesn't matter if I'm late. So sometimes I will take a, a risk and be a, on a, a later flight in the day just to give myself a little bit more comfort. Yeah, I think I've kind of gotten ruined uh, in life by planning accordingly for these things because yeah. I've got two things that work in my favor. One is I have a high status on the airlines. And number two, I'm in charge. So, yeah, yeah I would say, sorry, I'm so, not there. Yeah, I'm not there. It's still going to go because everyone else has to be there. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of made me a little bit softer when it comes to really executing and hitting it hard first thing in the morning. Yeah. So if that's a do, what's a don't? Uh, and I hate, I hate to say this because it drives me insane when I'm boarding an airplane and it's just taking hours. Or if I board an airplane for some reason now that I have a, a slightly lower status. Um, it's don't, I hate to say this. Say it. Do don't, it. Open that Pandora's box. Don't check a bag. Don't check a bag. Do not yeah. check a bag. I am of the gospel of carry everything with you 
especially so it's funny because all of last year when I was doing a lot of traveling, I would consistently check a bag because of size or, you know, what I was bringing or, or, yeah. or whatever it might be. But and as, uh, the major point was dealing with people boarding the airplane. Yep. You know, you, you might most of the time I'd get lucky and get an overhead bin close to my seat. And cause I, I always carry two bag, uh, two bags, right. Yeah. Uh, a, a backpack and a, a personal item, a personal and a, and item. A roller board. Yeah. So I have, yeah. I have a roller board, a super awesome roller board and a backpack from the same company uh, called Timbuktu. Um, and I, it's great, great, great company for uh, bags and whatnot. But um, they, you know, I just, I hate, I hate, being you know tied up and uh trying to find an overhead bin especially when i have a later boarding group now but um if you have a connection don't do it if you have a tight connection definitely don't do it um and if you need the stuff that you you have um in that bag if you need that stuff then don't don't check it uh there's just uh thankfully i haven't had any horror stories with check bags and whatnot but i've had friends dealing with that so I think that's a big don't is if you need something, don't, don't check it. Yeah. I think the only time I really check a bag right now is on the uh, off chance that I travel with my golf clubs Yeah, and I'll check, I'll bring my golf clubs cause I'm left-handed. Yep. So, and I play left-handed, which is kind of a rare thing for even for left-handed people. Um, so I'll just bring my own with me because usually the rentals that they have wherever we're going are garbage for left-handed people. Yeah, of course. It's like, oh, we found the, you know, it's a collection of things that they found on the fairway that other people have left <laughs> that, that happen to be mostly left-handed. Yeah. Uh, they might be a left-handed or maybe an ambidextrous. Yeah. Have you ever played them? Anyway, um, the golf one. In Europe, in overseas, a lot of places, the, the carry-on policy is different. Yeah. So you have to check your bag, but they're a lot more used to that. And it's a, a lot more of a regular part of the service that you get. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the United States, if you're traveling domestically in the United States, if it doesn't fit in your rollerboard, don't bring it. Yeah. You don't need to bring a hairbrush or a hairdryer with you. They're going to have one there. Yeah. Unless you're going on a future topic of podcast that we'll cover to somebody's house, right? You know, if it's a... Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I have a hairdryer here. In case you need to borrow it. Yeah, I definitely don't need to borrow <laughs> one. Um, but I guess, yeah, you're right. You don't need a hairdryer. You don't, unless you, you know, are some supermodel that requires some sort of specific kind of drying of hair. I wouldn't know. Not an expert. I mean, in the event that somebody listens to this podcast that we don't personally know, Simpson has no hair on his head. Mm-hmm. So that's why that uh, yep, hairdryer bald. joke is... Freshly shaven it's, today. It's pure gold. Yep. <laughs> it's pure gold. Pure. He's dolphin smooth. Good one. Oh, by the way, dolphin polisher, professional dolphin polisher. What does that even mean? Oh, that's something maybe we need to cover in the future. Uh, is all the jokes and funny things that we tell people that we are. Uh, oh, trying to explain what it is that you do for a living, yep. and it's just easier to make something, make something up. Make yep. some, and the best part is, is some people will latch onto that stuff and then try to have an engaging, like real conversation with you about that, and then you're like, wow, I am completely a jerk <laughs> for bringing this up. So do yeah. make up what you make do. up stories. Yeah, that's a fun one. No, unless there's Wi-Fi on the airplane, they're not going to be able to fact check. Well, it. most of the time it's at the destination. Yeah, we, you know, at a local watering hole or something like that. So, all right, give me. So, I've, I've obviously brought up two of them. What do you, give me one that you think is a do? Do do do. What do um, you do? I don't know if I have do's. Uh, yeah, so I have a um, the way that I pack 
uh, ensures that I can carry the most amount of stuff possible into my carry-on. So there's a few different like packing hacks that you sure. can do out there, and I think what's worked for me when I need to maximize how much stuff I'm bringing. So occasionally, I mean, I'll go on trips that are my normal trips, three, four days, five mm-hmm. days maybe, but I will occasionally have a trip that is, you know, two weeks, sure. three weeks, and it's overseas and it's, you know, doing something else. Um, so you need a lot of clothes for that. Uh, the rolling method. Yeah, I subscribe to that. If you roll, you're going to get more stuff in there. You're going to get a lot of stuff in there. And surprisingly, it's in pretty good shape. I've rolled suits yeah. and, you know, T-shirts and that sort of thing, and yep. it, it normally turns out pretty good. Um, you don't have to do – you might have to do some ironing, but yep. it's not to the level or the extent that you might. Uh, do – Check your boarding pass so you know a oh, what group yeah. you're in, and b if you have that fancy thing called pre-check. Also, if you have to ask that you have pre-check, you don't, don't have pre-check. Have yeah, yeah and, no, and don't <laughs> don't wait to check it when you're at the the TSA agent. Yeah. You're like, hey, here you go, and they're like, ah, yeah. uh, and if you don't have pre-check and you travel more than once ever, get pre-check. Yeah. So, well, don't tell them that because then I don't want a whole bunch of people in my pre-check line. Well, that's really just more for the people that I work with that uh, uh, are, are actual traveling professionals that don't have pre-check. Which is funny because... Or some, global entry. Yeah, somebody recently that you are, as an employee of yours, um, got pre-check. And I was like, it took you this long to get pre-check? You should have gotten that, like, day one. That was, yep. like, one of the first things I did when I started working in Yeah, once traveling. they start listening to me about that stuff, they're like, wow, this is so much better. I should have done this forever ago. Yeah. I'm like, no kidding. What yeah. do you think I'm telling you this stuff for? So Unbelievable. No of, respect I get over here. And I think that's one of the key things going from leisure, right, the leisure travel season um, Yes, specifically is that there's, I would say there is definitely people in the pre-check line that know what they're doing and, you know, can fire through and get through there quickly, but... As of recently, it's it's been congested, and I think people are are confused on does this come out? Does this come out? Does this come out? And yeah. you know the TSA agents are are great, and they the internet is great for telling you what you can put in your bag. Yeah, and that's the thing. So you don't need to bring full size shampoo. A, they're gonna have shampoo there. B, if you want to bring your own, bring a small one. Yeah, they have that stuff. And, and, and that's the thing. It's not like it's not like it's super locked down because you know you can fit as many of those, you know, travel size ones as you can, and you're not limited to like six of them or, or whatever. I imagine you are, but it's never, I've never had any issues. Um, but what always baffles me is like the security check is a surprise. Yep. People get to the front, like by the time that I am at the the belt to put it through the x-ray machine and walk through the, the metal detector, everything's out of my pockets. Everything's in my bag. I've thrown it through the, the x-ray machine. Like before I even get to the the agent that checks your boarding pass and ID. I, all my stuff is in the bag, ready to be tossed on and just picked up and go. Pro tip, if you're going to fly through Orlando oh or boy, Atlanta, yeah. or one of the really bad airports that it, that it takes a long time to get through, mm. get clear. Really? Yeah. Yeah? It'll You'll I've skip the entire pre-check line. Yeah. Go right to the front. It's awesome. Yeah, I've seen... Do you have clear, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so clear isn't one of those things just because I don't travel. I mean, I do travel to Orlando, but it's once a year, so it's it doesn't... It's still worth really, it for once a year. Orlando's awful. I know. Orlando is pretty tough, but normally I just give myself enough time. I do have one other pro tip based off of the uh, checking your bags thing. Yep. Uh, if you're in boarding group three or four <laughs> or even two... Um, no, this is United. On United, okay. I, I'd yeah, say, yeah. yeah. As long as you're not in the 
uh, basic economy. And my don't is going to be don't ever fly basic economy. Don't. That's I can echo that a million times. Don't ever. Don't ever fly <laughs> basic economy. Sorry for those headphone wearers out there. But the tip is solid. The tip is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't argue that. I mean, that tip is solid. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you, and for the American folk or even, I would say, you know, the other airlines out there, basically, if you're not in the first three to four boarding groups, uh, depending on your airline, you know, one of the first groups, don't don't think that you're going to have bin space or don't try to force it. But. Or, you're going to be able to check that bag for free at the gate. At the gate. And sometimes, so, and that's actually something I did recently is, uh, and we'll talk about later in the podcast as I was traveling with my wife, and she had to check a bag uh, just because I think there, she got a gift um, that was, you know, over the three ounce size. So yep. she's like, I, I, I'm just going to check it. I don't want to uh, leave it here for another time or have them ship it. So I'll just, I'll check my bag. And I, I was like, all right. And I wheeled my carry on to the gate and I was at the gate and I was like, well, if I'm going to wait for your bag, I'll just gate check yeah. my bag. Because it's one less thing to worry about. You know, you open up some room for the people that, yep. you know, are listening to our tips. And, and when I when I travel with my golf clubs, I'll check my golf clubs and probably usually my rollerboard also. Right. Because I'm going to have to wait for bags anyways when I right. get on the, on the back end of it. Yep. No, I, I think that's the other thing that I, I hate the most is having to stand around and wait for my bag. Yeah. I get off really the airplane bad. and I want to go. Yeah. Whatever the thing is that I'm there to do or whether I'm get. Especially if I'm coming home, I just yes. want to get in the car and go home. Yes, I think I think that's the the also a key contributor to why I never check a bag is that, and I think it's true for both of us when we get to a place we've typically been there before. Yeah, so we don't even fool around. We just go straight to rental car or we go straight yep. to the garage, get the car, get out of there. Yep, um, and I think I think it's just one of those that you're you have a desire to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yep. Uh okay, is that so, is that enough for I think uh, I think that covers all my do's, do's and, and don'ts. don'ts. The only other thing that I I complain about with leisure travel is and you know it, uh, I have one I have one pet peeve. What's your pet peeve on, while on I the, formulate my on the leisure travel annoyance? Yeah. The people that travel very very rarely mm-hmm. and something goes wrong and they act like it's the biggest deal in the world for them. Yeah. And it's so inconvenient and so unprofessional that a flight was delayed or canceled because of weather or a broken airplane or whatever it is. Just the things that we deal with on a regular basis because it's just part of the nature of going five, 600 miles an hour through the air to your destination is sometimes that equipment that's doing something miraculous, like traveling super fast through the sky, right, breaks. Yeah. And I, I think and it, it, the, the level of entitlement that those people yeah. have is unbelievably frustrating. Like there was a guy, I was flying from uh, Dulles back to here, and I think I come from Europe on the way back. And uh, the flight ended up being delayed because there were storms in Dulles, mm-hmm. and, and the system was was uh, was delayed because of that. And then there was a change of equipment that slowed us down even more. And the guy in front of me turned around and he goes, "This is why I don't fly on United Airlines." Every time I fly on them, this happens. And I said, I'm probably not the guy you want to complain to. I mean, I fly on them 40 to 50 <laughs> times a year. This doesn't happen that often. I mean, occasionally it's going to happen. Because yeah. there are things that... In the things, summer months, in the winter months. Things happen. Yeah. It's part of the part of the lifestyle of doing that. He's like, well, you, that's, that, that's why I only fly 
He said to me, he goes, that's why I only fly an American. I said, well, had you said Delta, I would have believed you. Yeah. But <laughs> you said American. I'm, uh, not, I'm not buying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not man. buying that, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that one. So dial down your entitled, entitlement and uh, just get in line or get out of my way because yeah. the 1Ks are coming through. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so I used to, when I flew JetBlue uh, a lot out of Boston. Um, What's your status? Was it Mosaic? Mosaic, yeah. And the funny thing is, is no one was Mosaic. I, I I would be on these trips and I'm not going to like a random destination. They only really flew a couple of destinations that were um, not random for me. They were like more businessy stuff. Right. So like Orlando or Chicago or something like that. So these are more business destinations and they're like, all right. And uh, mosaic customers. And I just look around and I'm like, I, oh, okay, I'll, I'm going. I was like the first one on the plane numerous occasions, but I used to joke around with Jen, my wife, I'd say, I'd text her and be like, get out of my way. Status peasants. <laughs> Out of my way. I'm like this big guy. You know, it's, it's funny because they're, the flights that I'm on, either I'm the only 1K mm-hmm. or there's 30 of us. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going. Well, I mean, I guess I go I go through the hubs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of those guys there, but or gals as well. So my my wife would be upset that I said guys, but uh, she strives for 1K status. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's either I'm the only one. Uh, or, or it's there's, just or feast. There's, yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, um, and I think... But the nice thing, I think there's actually a hidden tier in there uh, that the airlines don't advertise because, you know, even when there's 15 of us or whatever it is, and they have the upgrade list, Yep, I'm always at the top of the upgrade list. Well, because, I mean... So I, I looked this up at one I go point. substantially beyond the status of 1K in terms of how much I fly per year, so I wonder if that... There gets, was, gets I think it was the points guy, if yeah. you read up on, yeah, that's on great. their site. I think it's great, a yeah. great resource. Um, they actually had broken down, uh, for me, it was at the time Delta. I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I increase my chances of getting upgrades? With American now, uh, you know, flying out of DFW and being the lowest status, I'd I just know my place. And there's like, it's funny because <laughs> back you, of the bus. Yeah. You know, it's like going from JetBlue and Delta experience to now American. It's, yeah, I use top tiers on those. And now it's like, uh, I, I get, I'm the last boarding group of the special boarding group. So yeah. I'm always like, well, there's 50 people, half the planes already on, especially out of Dallas. You're never going to get an upgrade going to or from, from DFW. There's yep. so many more people who have status, but there's actually going back to the comment, there's some science and math that goes into it. It's check-in time. It's miles. It's, you know, all these certain criteria. And I bet you there's some sort of secret algorithm that yeah, United secret uses. hierarchy yeah. that's, that's buried in there. There's gotta be. Um, and United does have a secret status also, which oh, is yeah. the, um, uh, global services, mm-hmm. which there's no written way to do it. I think it's, I think the best, answer that I've been able to discover for it is based off of how much you spend per year, which my spend isn't super high compared to some, I'm sure, because I do try to book early and get good deals. Right. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> flying basic economy or any of that crap. You're lying. You don't book early. I don't. Um, I will book same day sometimes. <laughs> and that's, that's hilarious because I am in the complete opposite. I book. Like, for instance, uh, the trip that both and I are going on at the end of August I booked months ago. Yeah, I'm not. I probably won't book it for another three, yeah. four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. You might be staying at home yeah. because no. you're going to be. On, <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess we got six weeks. We got six weeks we get, until we, we go. Forty-eight day and a half days. I was yeah. looking at it last night. That's uh, what I know. You're so cute. I, um, I know how days work. <laughs> so we're let's wrap up the the leisure side. So I think, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, the 
most annoyance that I have is that I feel like people who don't travel a lot, um, kind of going in the same camp as what you were saying is, um, especially in the, the peak leisure times, the, those people tend to just lose all, uh, respect for one another. Yep. And it's just like common decency stuff, right? It's just like, you know, talking to a, a gate agent or something like that. Like they personally conjured up this cell, this one random cell that's parked over the airport and no planes can get in or out. That's yep. their fault or that the airline's fault. fault or, yep. And, you know, I've been in the case where, you know, I get super frustrated in the situation and, uh, you know, you have, you have to have some sort of outlet. But, I mean, look at it. You just, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, anytime that like, and, and I try not to be one of those people that yells at people, whether it's a hotel or a rental car yep. or whatever it is. But every now and then you do find yourself in a situation where you're frustrated and you're aggravated. And I always, and it's usually when you're, you're very stressed. Yeah. It's a very stressful situation. Traveling isn't, isn't and easy. And I will inadvertently, like I did this once at the, at the dealership, um, getting some service done on my car. Cause I said, car is a problem. I think it was the squeaking brakes. Oh yeah. And, uh, they said no fault found and I came and picked it up and it did it before it, it left the parking lot and the car had 6,000 miles on it. It was a brand new car. Yep. And I brought it back in and I was literally like, there's like a girl standing there who's like, her whole job is for people to come in, pick up the cars. She gives them the keys and the paperwork and they leave. Yep. She doesn't have anything to do with fixing the cars. She doesn't have anything to do with doing any of the real paperwork. She's just there handing out keys to everybody. And I came back in and I just started unloading on her. And like throughout the entire thing, all I kept saying was, I'm sorry. I know this is not your fault. I'm just very frustrated. I'm sorry. I just, I just need to get this. <laughs> I am angry, but I am sorry that I'm it angry. Was, at it you. was the most angry apology I've ever had to give anybody, and it, it's true. Like I, I really didn't want to yell at her, but and that'll happen when you yeah. travel too. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think, I think people just aren't respectful, and again, it's not not just limited to. Uh, it's an entitlement. Employees, it's it's your fellow your fellow travelers. Like, oh, here we go. I forgot. I even wanted to bring this up. This is the also, biggest thing that kind of leave your shoes on on the airplane. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this because now uh, now I remember exactly what kind of sparked this off when I texted you last week and was like, we got to we got to cover this. So I get technology has been introduced into the cabin. Yeah, it's great. Wi Fi, awesome. In seat entertainment, super awesome. Yes. You know, especially for those longer flights. Yes. Don't, I don't even know how to phrase this. I was on a flight recently uh, going up to Boston on JetBlue, and the, the it was one of the newer planes. It was yeah. actually a Boston Bruins, their oh, new livery the, one. Yeah. the Bruins one? Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So it has the, the new touchscreen um, yep. in-seat entertainment, and it's also got the armrest control, like on the, the older. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's got, it's got dual. So... The person behind me, an, an older person, and I hate to kind of stereotype, uh, stereotype them yep. as that, but something was going on on the screen. I think it was a, a PA announcement where, you know, it pauses the screen like, yep. hey, you should. And this is another pet peeve yep. that I'll jump into. Hey, you should pay attention to that you safety should, briefing. Yeah, that safety briefing. I don't care if you fly once or 100 times. Pay attention because airplanes differ. Yep. And especially where exits, right? Know where your exits are and don't bring your shit when you're. You know, and keep in mind your nearest exit maybe maybe behind, behind you. Anyway, um, so the, this woman that was behind me uh, was having some difficulties with the screen, and touchscreen uh, on airplanes aren't force feedback screens. So you, the harder you press, doesn't necessarily so you're mean just bobbing back yeah. and forth. And, and you know, my head is just going back uh, and forth, and I'm that. like, 
enough, yeah. enough. And I, you know, glance back, of course, passively, aggressively, just glance back <laughs> a bunch of times. And I'm like, come on. And then at the end of our aisle, uh, the woman kept leaning on the armrest of my wife uh, of her screen. So it would, oh, no, 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 excuse me, excuse me. She would do that and it would change the channel. The, the best part was she would do it to her own sometimes and she'd get really frustrated that the screen would go out and she'd do the same thing, like press the screen a bunch of times. Yep. And it's just like, stop, stop what yep. you're doing. Look around you. There's a head resting on that seat in front of you. Quit smashing it with your fingers. I saw a guy cut his toenails on the airplane. That's once. disgusting. That's, That's not awful. your house. Yeah. It's yeah. not your house. And do even that in the privacy of your house. It's not, it's disgusting to do it in your house. Yeah. Do it in like a shoebox <laughs> in like your <laughs> closet. Yeah. Not in a middle seat on Not an in a middle seat, you know, in, in a, an economy or you know, anywhere. I don't give a, it Anywhere. And please don't. make your kid stop pushing on the back of my seat with his feet. Yeah, I think... Uh, we're going down a weird path. We're right going now. down a weird path. And, I and think, I'll tell you what, lady in 3F. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, I think I think some parents get it and they, they do a really good job. And I think others... I'm not a parent, so I can't I can't really comment on how difficult it is to travel with I kids. am now a parent. You are. Congratulations. Uh, a step-parent. Step-parent. Co-parent. And I'll tell you what, uh, those kids are very well-behaved yeah. if they know what's good for them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just common decencies, right? It's not, it's a public place. It is not your car. It is not your house. Uh, be respectful of people. It's be not respectful a city of the bus. airplane. Yeah, it's not, it's just stop. It, I know it, it, it's referred to commonly as a, a bus that goes through the sky, but just, just it's don't. Not. It's not. It's a multi-million dollar piece, piece of equipment. Piece of machinery. Mm. Piece of modern marvel. Yeah, with, you know, super thin walls and rocketing through the sky at 500 <laughs> and 600 miles an hour. So just be amazed at that. All right, so that's that's do's and don'ts. We get off on it. Yeah, well, sorry. Well, we were talking about the leisure travel. We should change the name of this podcast to Tangents, yo. No, it should be, you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> Ooh, I'll I, tell you what. You know what really has got me going these days? I'll we, tell you what. We got to we gotta edit that out because I met some infringement on copyright or something. On what? Grind my gears? Yeah. Nah, screw it. Nah. Tell them to come after us. Sue us. Ooh, Actually, don't. You're going to be so disappointed if you sue us. Yeah. <laughs> For all of our assets. Yeah, you get half my debt. You get this $8 foldable table. Ooh, with a hole cut Walmart. <laughs> cut a hole in the middle. Uh, do you have any specific routines that you fall into when you travel by yourself? And how do they differ from when you travel with, say, significant other or coworkers? Yeah. So I, I love traveling by myself. Yeah. I like it a lot. And the reason why I, I like it a lot is because I am the type of personality that has to have things a certain way. Right. Yeah. It's very, very... Um, laid out kind of thing. So what I typically do, I get to the airport at least an hour before you board. That's I kind of go off of boarding time. I don't go off of flight time. Yep. Uh, I go off of the boarding time. So if we board at 6, I'll be at the gate at 5. Yep. Um, That's weird because I, I do it off of departure time. Oh, you do? Yeah. I just do it off of boarding time because departure time, uh, I like to be... I, that gives me a buffer, right? Yep. I, I build in a buffer as, as my schedule goes. So I normally, I pull up to the airport. Thankfully, DFW is great for the prepaid parking thing right next to the terminal. Super easy. Um, I maybe stop 
for two minutes before security, yep. you know, in, in the security line. I just say that DFW does a pretty good job getting people through security for the size of this airport. The size of the airport and the operations and everything, they do a really good job um, comparatively to like Logan, where it can be. Or, yeah, Atlanta, any other any other airport. Houston, really. MCO, yeah. which is Orlando. Yeah, Orlando is a nightmare. Chicago is kind of a mess, too. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I typically get to the airport with enough time that I'm at the gate an hour before boarding. Um, factoring in traffic. Um, and th- that just gives me enough of a buffer. And typically when I get on, so I, I don't fool around pre pre security. I get through the gate or through the security and on the other side, uh, depending on time of day, I typically will go for a cup of coffee. I'll get a little pick me up, a little Starbucks. Is there, do you do it at night or is it just a morning thing? No, at night, um, so in like an, an afternoon flight, depending on when it is, I'll, I will sometimes build in a little for just a snack. Yep. But for the most part, I just because of dietary restrictions, I got to eat at home. Womp womp. Yep. So um, I, I get to the gate. I'll sit at the gate and just kind of hang out. You know, they, they like to change gates a lot at DFW, for instance. So yeah. um, I build in a lot of a little bit of extra time in case I go from Terminal C all the way to A or something yep. like that. Um, but yeah, and then I, I have to... I go to the bathroom like six times in that hour. Got to get it all out. Yeah, just because I like window seat, right? Yep. And I, I am one of those that hates to ask to be let out. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, but in a future podcast, I'm going to talk about the ultimate airplane seat for me on an airline. Ooh. It's the best seat, and I book it. That is intense. It is intense, I know. Such a nerd and such a dork. But uh, it has aisle access and is a window seat. It's amazing. Boom. I know um, the seat. You do? I do. Mm-hmm. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I typically get there early. Uh, we'll go through, obviously, not checking a bag in most instances. So um, I get there an hour early. So how that differs with coworkers or, or a significant other, you know, Jen, Jen's kind of on the same. Uh, my wife is on the same kind of uh, personality scale as I am. So um, she has a very specific thing set of things that she normally does when she gets to the airport, but she likes to cut things a little bit closer. She's a bit, I'm more of the, I want to get to the gate and see what's going on, making sure that, yep. you know, they didn't not update the app or, you know, the monitor or whatever. I, I don't think anybody checks monitors anymore, but I like to look occasionally. Oh, you do? Oh. I look just to see when I'm connect. So I connect everywhere I go. Right. Um, and when I'm connecting, I, I check the monitor, make sure I'm going to the right gate because like, like DFW, yep. I go through Houston for my connections, and it's it'll take you a minute, a good minute, to get from one gate to another. Yeah, especially if they change it uh, at the at the last second from like B to C or E, even which is like in a different time zone at that airport. <laughs> um, so we we kind of she has more of a laid back kind of. She'll get some food to eat on the airplane. Uh, I typically don't do that, um, but yeah, just, with her, it's a little bit more relaxed i think for me it's a little bit more and that's where we kind of clash uh i would say whenever we travel but then you know as soon as we're on the plane it's everything's fine yep everything's settled uh we're good um do you have an understanding of who gets what seat on the airplane between the two yeah so this is a topic of contention right (laughs) so we both are window seat people um and i may i stood my ground and demanded the window seat this Damn right. Well, I mean, and I, I had a bunch of case points where I was like, I gave you the window seat, and I love her dearly. 
<laughs> but what really annoys me is when she gets this the window. getting emotional. Yeah, when she gets the window seat and falls asleep. Yeah, that's, no. Drives me insane. Um, I had a guy once in the middle seat next to me reach across me to put the visor down. Oh, I would. Oh. Uh, no, sir. Nope. Right I, I literally grabbed his hand and he, like, he was a little, he's a, he was a wee guy. Yeah. I grabbed his hand and he looked at me and he he was had a very terrified look in his in his eyes that I would do that and I was like you do not touch my visor. Well, that's and, and people will ask and I I will accommodate I will accommodate to the point where I understand what they're trying to get at and like the yeah. sun might be in their eyes. Yeah, I will bring it down to mid cheek. Yeah, yeah mid cheek. I yeah. I still want to look out the window. I want to look out the window. Yeah. That is that is the one thing that most of the times. You, I'm not on the internet. I'm not watching movies. I might be listening to music. I just like to look outside. Yeah. There's awesome stuff out there, right? You, you get to seek really cool things. Yep. Um, I like playing Guess Where You Are. Yeah, that's another uh, good I one. know where I am. Or like you look out and you're like, what is that thing? And you're yeah. like, you look up where you are and you're Why like, are oh. those okay. crop circles so circular? Yeah, they're really good. They've been getting better. I think uh, with, with me, I think... I think Jen and I would travel well together. Yeah. And I think you and Ashley would travel no well doubt. together. No doubt. No doubt. I, I, that is not surprising whatsoever. That's, and that's probably why we get along so well as friends. So I, I tend to, I'll cut a little bit closer. So I do it off of departure time. Yep. I'll get to the airport. Um, I have lounge access, so I go to the lounge. Mm. Uh, so real got, quick, uh, uh, slight tangent. Lounge do they come access. and get you when your flight is boarding? Uh, it depends on the lounge. Okay. Um, with the Lufthansa Lounge mm-hmm. in Boston, when you check into that lounge, you actually board directly from the lounge to the airplane. That's sick. Which is awesome yeah. because you don't go out there with the rip. I mean, it's a long-haul international flight with 300 people on it. There's 20 of you that are in the lounge that are getting on the plane, so the line is super short, and you get you, they put you guys on before they put oh, that's nice. all the other people outside on, which is awesome. Uh, in, like, DFW, they've got a small United Lounge, which... Is is nice. They just remodeled the entire terminal, so it's really nice. Uh, but they, because I'm a frequent flyer out of there, there's only three people that work the counter, so you right. know everybody that works there, which is nice. Uh, and they're they're pretty accommodating. But most of the time, I just watch it and and then I'll go. But uh, I get a snack in the lounge. They do a pretty good job rotating what's in there and what's oh, available. Yeah. If I'm going on a on a long haul international flight, I will usually bring chocolate with me. Really? Yeah, I'll bring like a bag of Rolos, like a little chocolate caramel mix on yeah, the. Yeah, no kidding. Huh. Yeah, it's and you go to some pretty remote places. I find that that gives me like having being able to like have like a little taste of something that is super familiar. Uh-huh. When you're gone for a week or two weeks or however long you're going overseas somewhere, it's it's. It's comforting, almost. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that's that's a, that's a different thing that I do that I'm sure not a lot of people do. No, yeah, I think that's kind of a unique thing, and it's actually kind of it's because there have been times I've been international and I've been like, you can be so focused in on everything that's going on, like I need to be here, I need to be there. This is the event I'm going to. This is what I need to worry about. These are the things that are going on. Um, and then sometimes I'll have like a panic attack when I pause for a second. I'm like, I'm halfway around the world. Yep. I know no one around here. I mean, I know coworkers or or whatever, you know, who I'm traveling with, but you're like, I don't have a safety net. Yep. And sometimes I have like a mini panic attack, but that's, that's kind of nice that you, have you ever been overseas and been like, man, I could just take a right and then keep going and no one's ever yeah. going to be able to find me because yeah. I am way away from home. Right yeah. Um, so funny enough. Yeah. I think that's why we probably get along so well is that our significant others are so different from what, 
we do. Yeah, and I mean, when even though Ashley and I are so drastically different with the way that we plan and do these things, she does a pretty good job um, defaulting to my side of it mm-hmm. um, when we travel together. I think she's, I'm not sure if she's just giving into it. Or I think she just trusts that um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get it done and we're going to get there and it's all going to yeah. be fine, uh, which 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 I do respect and goes a long way in helping our relationship. Yeah, and <laughs> I know, I, I, I would say that Jen and I don't do that. I think we kind of just come to a mutual agreement and it's kind of like 50-50 almost. I know that's super like, non-committal, non-combative, but um, there are some times that I'll yield to her and she, you know, yields to, you know, what I'm trying to do and we just get on each other's nerves sometimes when we travel. And it's it, sometimes it's funny because you got to kind of break yourself of the, you know, snap yourself out of the, yep. um, there's somebody else here. They know what they're doing. You know, don't, don't be such a dick. <laughs> I'm actually looking up where she is right now. Um, oh, she's just about to land. Oh, sweet. Not here, but... In province? In Newark. Oh. The yum. tropical oasis of Newark. Of Newark. <laughs> um, oasis is right. So let's talk about traveling with coworkers. Obviously, you can't really say that Ashley is your coworker because... No, because I've seen her naked. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... Two I, times! I... I will travel with coworkers when when able. Uh, I go into a lot of shows ahead of time. Um, I do like to travel with them. They they do things, again, very differently than I do. Sure. For the most part, we get to the airport. You know, I live around most of them, so we, we carpool to the airport or something like that, um, which is, that's nice, especially, and they're all on the same page. They like to get there early, unlike another coworker who cuts a little close sometimes. Um <laughs> And you know, we'll knowing your coworkers as well as I do, I have my yeah. leading guess as to who that might be. So we'll actually take bets occasionally on when that individual arrives at the airport, which is always fun. We actually make bets as to uh, when that coworker of yours is going to show up for parties and events. Also, oh yeah, <laughs> yes oh. we do. Oh yeah, we do it for meetings. Anyway, um, so <laughs> normally with the coworkers, and if it's a work trip, the first thing that has to happen is a drink, right? Yeah, with your coworkers for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you clear security, and it's uh, it's what what bar are we going to go to? You know, and have a yeah. drink. And normally, nine times out of ten, maybe even eleven times out of ten, it's uh, not just one drink. So, which is tough for me, um, because I hate to drink and fly. Yeah, me too. Because I think I just get super tired when I get to the destination. Yep. And sometimes the airplane, the airplane's going to dry you out anyway. Yeah. So Alcohol is just going to make it worse. And the worst part is I like window seats and I don't want to sit there and just hydrate myself to oblivion and ask these people to get out of my way every 15 minutes. Cause yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, so that's the only thing that it's annoying. Uh, it is really nice. I think overall, whether it's my wife or our coworkers, it's nice to travel with people um, in some instances because you're not alone, you know? Right. And it's, it's, Nice. Um, but yeah, normally with those individuals, with the coworkers, we, you know, they, they don't adhere to the be in the gate area when they're boarding. So they could be gates away at the bar when they start to board. And I'm always like, yeah, it's stressful. I have a carry on. Yep. I don't, I want it to be somewhere near me. So I don't have to go all the way to the back of the plane at the end and grab it. Um, so I'm, I'm always like, can we pay this bill? Cause they're, they're getting ready to, to do this, you know, fly the airplane. Um, for me, uh, I don't really, 
I don't travel directly with any of my coworkers. Yeah. We'll travel at the same time, but they all fly on typically a different airline. I mean, Ashley and I travel together. Uh, Kyle and I have traveled together at the same time for long haul trips. Um, and it's and it's fine. Uh, for the most part, everybody on my team, we're kind of all from the same mold yeah. uh, as far as that goes. But um, I do have one. Uh, I got super drunk on an airplane story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I lived in Chicago at the time, so it was five, six years ago. Yeah. And we were heading out there for, I think it was, I think it was Heli Expo, because I think it was the year that we had two back-to-back shows in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Like a week apart? A week apart. And I got upgraded. I was on a 757, which was a nice ride. Yeah. And I was in seat 1A. Mm -hmm. So 1A in in business class and the 75, you can get up as many times as you want without interfering with the guy next to you, which is nice. Yep. And I literally, I drank them out of beer uh, on the plane. At one point, I got up, and I was three sheets of the wind to go use the bathroom. And the flight attendant's sitting there reading the paper, like, in his jump seat right there. And he goes, you need more beer? And I said, yeah, I might grab another one. And he goes, bottom shelf, help yourself. And I was like, <laughs> I was like he's like, but we're running low. We're running low on Miller Lite, so you might have to switch to something else in a little bit. And I was like, okay. That's awesome. I rolled off that plane in Vegas. Uh, we landed. It was a late flight in Vegas. And then we landed. 10, 11, 12 o'clock somewhere yep. late in the evening. And I was well on my way. You were very much Vegas at that point. I was ready for Vegas. Yeah. And uh, Ashley and I were not dating at the time, uh, but she was there and she didn't meet me. She's like, you are an absolute mess. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yep. let's go. That's me. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, traveling with coworkers, it's more of a coordination of... Uh, meeting at the airport. Meeting of this, yeah. at the destination airport. And figuring out who the responsible one is in terms of rental cars. Right. Uh, which Kyle and I uh, have an unhealthy competition as to uh, competing on rental cars. So whenever I get a rental car, he's always like, oh, so, uh, you know, what are you driving? And he always tries, if we're going to the same place, he always tries to outdo me with what <laughs> I've got. So we've had, like, he, he had a Maserati at one point. <laughs> and I was like, who let this guy drive a Maserati? Uh, he, was in, he was in Boston. He had a Maserati. Really? Yeah. I was like, from the same national that doesn't let me ever get anything good. Right. You, you, are, you are bound to a Kia Sorento. And, I mean, we've got the status with the rental car companies. Sure. And, I mean, we've had, you know, Land Rovers, Corvettes. Uh, he had a Rumblebee Challenger <laughs> RT, which was crazy. Uh, I drove that car for three miles. And in three miles, I almost wrecked it twice and almost got pulled over. <laughs> and it was it was 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> In, uh, uh, in where were we? We were in uh, Delray Beach in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just like it, the, that thing, just a spotlight on it. And was, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drive this back to Tampa." And I was like, "You're gonna kill yourself." You're gonna drive back yourself. to Tampa. This thing. It, or you're gonna get impounded. But they, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll compete on that. I had BMWs yep. and Mercedes and endless amounts of Escalade. That's funny. I mean, that's fun. And there's there's a bunch of that stuff. Like you, yeah. you, you when you when you travel with. Uh, the same individuals a lot. I think there's yeah. You compete for who gets the free upgrades on the airplane, right? Or yeah, yeah you you who gets a better hotel room. Yeah, you piss somebody off when you get upgraded to the presidential suite. Uh, there's definitely one case of that. I'm not going to mention their name, but they got really upset. Yeah, we we start. Uh, it gets competitive based off of who's on the higher floor. Oh, and then because sometimes you won't be on the higher floor, but you have the better room. Right, right. Um, so when I, Kyle, I would yeah, I would say sometimes there is. Yeah, Kyle and I when we were in Germany about a month or so ago. I was on the top floor, but he had a remodeled new room. And I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. It's not fair. Does they know who I am here anymore? Um, 
there is one individual that I do miss traveling with a lot. And it is the, it's, it's a definitely one of those, um, individuals you'd be like, really? You, you miss traveling? Actually, there's two individuals I really do miss traveling with. Um, Jay, I miss traveling with him. We would do, so we would travel obviously to the major shows together and we'd fly on JetBlue at the same time. And, um, we would always get a Bloody Mary on our flights yep. and we'd get, you know, one or two sure. Bloody Marys. Um, and we'd, you know, sit next to each other or something like that or sit close to each other because he was more of an aisle guy where I'm a window guy. Perfect. Um, I do miss traveling with him because... That's a good pair. Yeah, it is a good, <laughs> it is a really good pair. People that like that. Um, and he is like me. He doesn't like to go to chain restaurants. Yeah. So we always That's, try to find fun stuff. I always enjoyed whenever he was going to pick a restaurant and we would go out together. Like, cause he's, he's always getting good places. He, to pick. And it's yeah. funny. Cause you'd be like, we're going here. Like we're going to talk about this next, next uh, podcast, but Oshkosh, he, he was like, dude, let's go to this place. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, he did the same thing at Sun and Fun, and we still go to that place. Yeah, and I, I might go back to the this burger joint, or I don't even know, local bar or whatever it was, but um, we oh, walked... I know that place. Yeah, we, yeah. Walked, we walked in the door, and it was like... Uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about that, because we'll save it for... Um, so I do miss traveling with Jay, and I do miss traveling with uh, my buddy Maddie, which who you know. Um, he was the one who got me kind of into the industry uh, at my first job. Um, but we would travel a lot to shows because I was in, I had an adjacent region to him or when I went back to the company, uh, I worked in marketing. So I went to, I had supported the sales team yep. in the shows. Um, so we had, we, we, you know, we do funny stuff on the road and, and we obviously just had a really good, um, cause we went to school together and yep. knew each other. We and just had that great. Yeah. Yeah. We had that good personality and, uh, knew when it was time to stop ragging on each other. Or to lay it on a little bit more. <laughs> and I think Jay, Jay is another one of those that, you know, he, he's good about beating you relentlessly. Uh, and you, I think you can agree because you guys like to hang out with each other. Um, but it's somebody that's, you know, keep you honest and, and kind of ball bust you a little bit, but also knows when it's, let's pump the brakes and yeah. give each other space. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 good good folks out there in in this industry that I think uh, it's it's it really you know I've described it as an island of misfit toys it because <laughs> we don't really fit anywhere else uh-uh. uh, and like it, the things that we do I can never do the things that we do if we were like investment bankers right. or in real estate or right. in any of these other things that are out there and somehow all these people that we work with whether it's with our with our particular companies or with companies that we work with and you know within this industry we all kind of fit together fit. we're all we all kind of very similar personalities mm-hmm. and it kind of works and it is like an island of misfit toys that we managed to all somehow seem to find each other and it's so funny cuz some be mouth breathers and window lickers together yeah i was <laughs> like sometimes you're like wow we we get paid for some of this yeah, stuff we get yeah. we get paid to do this that's that's something <laughs> that's scary, scary and awesome at the same time. Please keep paying me. Oh, uh, yeah. and they're also like, oh, here's an airplane. Oh, cool. Yeah, let me tell you about this airplane. It's got seventy two rivets. Um, All right, well, let's wrap that up yep. here. And uh, like I said, uh, next time on the soothing sounds. No, that's not the name of this thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the one where the lights turn out. Uh, love songs. Nope. Um, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and uh, see you next time. See you next time. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson.
The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.